Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Scaling back your business was hard. Getting back may be harder. Penske can help get your business up to speed with confidence. While some supply chains have ground to a halt and others have struggled with heavy demands on speed and volume, Penske was working, monitoring every mile driven, every wrench turned, and every shipment delivered, giving them unique insight into the most challenging demands. See how Penske's practical innovation, custom logistics, leasing and rental fleets, and frontline experience can help at GoPenske.com. From Transport Topics in Washington, D.C., this is Road Signs. Here is your host, Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. In this episode, we're going to explore how trucking companies have adjusted how they operate to keep their drivers safe and their trucks rolling during this coronavirus pandemic. While many businesses have closed their doors and people have stayed home to prevent the spread of COVID-19, truck drivers have been on the front lines of this public health crisis. But how can fleets change their business operations to ensure that essential freight continues to reach its destination, while at the same time protecting their drivers and other employees? We'll set out to answer that question in this episode. During this pandemic, we've seen trucking companies distribute cleaning supplies and personal protective equipment like masks and gloves to their drivers, while also taking steps to eliminate the need for physical contact at shippers and receivers' facilities. But that's just for starters. Later in the program, we'll discuss more driver safety tips and risk management strategies with Lily Chu, Assistant Vice President and Senior Risk Consultant at Hub International, a transportation insurance brokerage. But first, we're excited to welcome Dave Cox, President of Polaris Transportation Group, an LTL carrier that specializes in cross-border transportation between Canada and the United States. Thanks for joining the program, Dave. Thank you so much for having me, Seth. So it goes without saying that the COVID-19 pandemic has created a lot of hardship and disruption in the transportation industry, but I'd like to hear about your experience during this challenging time, You know, especially uh, since your company specializes in, in cross-border transportation. I think that's a good starting point. So the U.S.-Canada border has remained open for freight movement, but is closed for travelers. You know, how has this situation affected your operations? That's been very interesting. Uh, I think it's been interesting for uh, many people and businesses around the world. We're fortunate enough that, I guess we're fortunate enough in these unfortunate times to be considered an e essential service. Uh, we uh, really have, have not stopped our daily, we run a Greyhound bus schedule out of Toronto each night to our terminals in the United States and uh, back. Um Nothing's changed with respect to our departures. Obviously, volumes are down a little bit, um, but it's, it's been uh, interesting. I, I think the nature of what our drivers do and truck drivers in general, they're kind of naturally self-isolated. Um, our fleet, unlike a lot of open board fleets, is, is my, my guys are going to, to the same terminal every trip. Um, so they're, they have access to facilities. 
clean facilities, and of course they're they're um, practicing safe protocols, procedures uh, with uh, respect to hygiene. And I also want to talk to you about the role of technology during a crisis like this. And um, you know, prior to this pandemic, uh, your company had been investing in things like artificial intelligence and business process automation to help eliminate some of the repetitive tasks and, and reduce paperwork. Uh, so when you had to, to switch to this work from home office environment, you know, how did those technology investments help you make that switch quickly? It, it was fascinating. Uh, we literally created a virtual trucking company in about a day and a half. And, and yes, we made significant investments in robotic processing automation and artificial intelligence. Um, the, the fact that my staff was used to working with these technologies. Um, we, we literally went off site. 85% of my staff is working remote. You can't tell the difference if they were at their house or, or in the building. But, uh, you know, just a strong IT department coupled with, you know, it's actually a partnership between our, our tech team and our HR team. They did a fantastic job. They mobilized the people. Our people were up for the challenge. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that, you know, Polaris, Polaris people are used to dealing with some higher end technology. And of course, robotic processing and artificial intelligence has already eliminated a lot of the mundane tasks prior to COVID-19. So in that respect, uh, and again, in conjunction with the partnership of HR and, and our tech people, it was flawless. I, I was I was amazed and astounded, to be honest with you. Yeah, I wish I was uh, uh, so productive working from home. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't quite uh, cracked that code yet. But uh, I want to ask you a little bit more about this. You know, since this shutdown hit and you've moved to uh, work from home for your your back office workers, you know, how have you been staying in close contact with your employees, and how are you managing? you know, the operations uh, with everybody working from home. Well, that's the interesting part. It's, you know, you, you, you have a management style or, you know, a style of managing your people when you're in-house. And we had to learn. Uh, we utilize, uh, you know, social media platform, platforms like uh, Zoom and uh, Microsoft Teams. Our uh, uh, management from all levels. Um, is communicating on a uh, daily, weekly uh, basis with with their individual teams. And that's really uh, a key component of the the virtual trucking company. You know, of course, there's there's the day-to-day work that we need to get through and the weekly work we need to get through. But it's also about, hey, how are you doing? Um, Are you comfortable? Are you uncomfortable? And it may be related to work. It may be related to their personal lives. But I, I would think the fascinating part with all this is that we've become better managers. We've, we're communicating better as a company when we're not in the building. Huh. And it's it's just been, it, it's, it, it's been pleasing in an unpleasing time. Yeah. Well, it's good to hear that. Uh, of course, while uh, some people can work from home, you know, I'm working from home, uh, office staff is working from home, uh, truck drivers can't do their jobs remotely. Of course, they have to be out on the front lines and and it's just a job that requires uh, uh, somebody to be on site. Uh, so what steps has your company taken uh, to promote social distancing and, and safety uh, for your drivers? You know, what kind of tips and uh, procedures have you implemented to help uh, them stay healthy? Yeah, good question. So, so essentially uh, those on site or, you know, on the road, of course, our drivers, our highway fleet, our local fleet, uh, our dock workers, and, and a few, 
a few people inside our building. Um, by virtue of having more or less uh, most people out of the building, we set up workstations, giving people ample distance apart from each other. Um, dock workers, again, kind of naturally self-isolating, provide them with uh, mask, gloves, shields, uh, sanitizing sprays, hand sanitizers, everything you could possibly think of. Uh, we've been very good at following uh, physical distancing. Um, with respect to my drivers, uh, you know, of course, we're, we're crossing the border each night. We, we have sped up through, through the, the robotic processing automation and, and AI we, we, we have been using. We're preparing their paperwork actually much faster than we typically would. So we, we've got the documentation prepared uh, in, in their driver's mailbox. So they can come in again a little bit. It, it all adds up, right? Less physical interaction between driver and, and dock, driver and perhaps uh, whoever's left in the office. Uh, makes people feel comfortable uh, in an uncertain time. Okay. And uh, you touched on this a little bit earlier, but I, I was interested in, in maybe hearing a little bit more about uh, the level of demand, freight demand that you're seeing right now. Uh, of course, it, it really seems to to run the gamut from you know, certain consumer products that have uh, uh, spiked, you know, partially driven by panic uh, buying. Uh, but of course, there's so many categories of freight that are just, you know, way down or off a little bit because of the slowdown in, in the economy. Uh, what type of uh, um, volumes are you seeing right now? How much of an effect has it had on, on uh, freight demand? Yeah, we're, we're probably off about 25% right now which I think the industry is about 25, 30%, uh, very steady at, at those levels. Notice a slight uptick within the last week and a half. Last eight, nine weeks, moved a lot of uh, uh, personal protective equipment, a lot of parts that are going into uh, you know, ventilators, air purifiers. At the beginning, we were moving a lot of um, household goods that were, again, I think that came to the uh, associated with the panic buying. Uh, and again, we're thankful. We have a lot of clients that are in uh, considered essential businesses, and we're moving their products. Scaling back your business was hard. Getting back may be harder. Penske can help get your business up to speed with confidence. While some supply chains have ground to a halt and others have struggled with heavy demands on speed and volume, Penske was working, monitoring every mile driven, every wrench turned, and every shipment delivered, giving them unique insight into the most challenging demands. See how Penske's practical innovation, custom logistics, leasing and rental fleets, and frontline experience can help at GoPenske.com. You know, we've also heard uh, examples of drivers encountering challenges on the road during this time. You know, examples include uh, public rest areas that may or may not have closed. Uh, restaurants, of course, have either shut down or have moved to takeout only. And that can pose challenges if you're a driver looking for a place to eat. Um, maybe uh, because of your operations, you, you've been shielded a little bit from some of those challenges. But uh, what have you encountered? What are you hearing from your drivers? Uh, have they run into any difficulties because of the pandemic? 
thankfully, um, and as you mentioned, this is the way our fleet runs, uh, heading to specific terminals every every trip out. We really haven't encountered a whole heck of a lot. I would say at the very beginning, as our partners kind of figured out what the new normal looked like as far as interaction uh, at their facilities, that was kind of the most challenging time. But uh, our, our drivers have, have had access to clean facilities, washroom facilities. Again, they typically bring their food on the road. They're out. They go 500 miles, shut down for 10, and come right back to, to Canada. Again, naturally self-isolated in their own truck. But we, we have been fortunate. We haven't experienced uh, a lot of the hardships many other uh, carriers and drivers have, have had to face. Well, that's good to hear. And, you know, we're, we've been through this long enough at this point that, you know, I think we're, we're now at the stage where we can really begin to think about what our industry and uh, what supply chains will look like after this pandemic. And I just want to get your thoughts on uh, what kind of longer lasting or enduring changes uh, do you envision for distribution networks? I mean, what, what, what's going to change longer term? You know, that's uh, another good question. We've talked a lot about this at, at Polaris. I think on, in, on the short term, I think supply chains will need to be replenished as we slowly uh, reopen. And I think a bit further down the road, I, I think of uh, how North America was caught off guard by, uh, you know, having access to a lot of necessary products. I could see more manufacturing being done in North America, be it the United States, Canada, or Mexico. I could see um, manufacturing distributors carrying larger volumes than they typically would uh, in their supply chain. And I think they'll probably have those inventories uh, in strategic places throughout North America. You know, we, we've, we've spent probably last 30 years focusing on globalization. I see more manufacturing coming back to North America. Again, um, you know, I, I think Polaris and probably many other trucking companies will be uh, are well positioned to, to enjoy that de- the demand that will come with the new supply chain practices. Got it. You know, I know that uh, there has been discussion uh, in, in manufacturing circles about nearshoring for some time, but it does feel like uh, it could be the impetus for uh, maybe giving that a little bit more momentum. Um, another question, of course, is uh, really not just in transportation, but across the workforce. Uh, will more people, you know, stay working from home? Uh, is that going to become uh, at least for a certain percentage of the workforce, uh, the new normal. Uh, what are your thoughts at your company? Do you see more of your staff staying at home or do you anticipate getting everybody back to the office eventually uh, when the time is right? Yeah, I definitely see more people working from home in in, in, in the future, specifically at Polaris. Uh, we have, uh, interestingly enough, we have a daily pandemic meeting at two o'clock each day and it's it's made up of uh, my chief operations officer, my my chief human resource officer, chief technology officer, many many senior leaders, and one of the topics of late is as COVID nineteen is somewhat calmed down. I, I guess I don't think that's the right thing to say, but you know we're 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 weeks into this now, but the conversations turn to what does Polaris look like in the future? I definitely see people working from home. Again, we've created a virtual trucking company. We have technologies that allow us to to work from home. That said, I think there is uh, there people need uh, interaction amongst their peers. So I, I just I don't know 
you know, is, is it uh, everyone's out of the building? Do we, do we bring them in teams? That That's to be worked out, but definitely Polaris, uh, my people will be working remotely. Well, it'll be interesting to see. And uh, before I let you go, just wanted to give you, you know, one final opportunity for any additional thoughts you have about uh, what it's been like to to go through this very unusual, um, strange, and really challenging chapter in our history, and uh, what you think the future may hold. You know, it's 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 you know, you start each year with a vision, and, and it's very much a sales vision, a tech vision, an HR vision, whatever the vision is, right? That's that's kind of where my mind was going. And, mm-hmm at the end of last year and the start of this year. Um, I guess from, from a Polaris perspective, I, I, I learned a lot more about my company. And I learned a lot more about my people. I, I always knew we had good people, but when you saw people of all rank and file, it didn't matter what your title was, if you were, if you're the president or if, if you were uh, working on our, on our dock, people came together. I, I saw goodness in people. And sometimes in business, maybe, you, maybe you, 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 you I haven't appreciated that as much as I should have. This pause, if you want to call this a pause, is really inspired me uh, that, hey, we have a fantastic team. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to celebrating the team as we, as we move beyond this. And also one last thing is that one, one thing I've said for years, truck driving, truck drivers in general, this is a serious profession. It needs to be seen throughout North, North America as, as a profession. And it, it's sad that it's taken a pandemic like this for people to really appreciate truck drivers. And it, they need to be celebrated more. So good thing, bad thing. I'm glad they are now being celebrated. I hope it continues uh, when we when we get ourselves out of this mess. Well, we can all hope that this last you know, has been great to see the sort of outpouring from the public and greater recognition for the uh, the jobs done by essential workers and, and frontline workers. And, and of course, truck drivers are absolutely a, a core component of that. But, uh, you know, this has been a really good conversation. I, I really appreciate the insights into how you've experienced this at Polaris. But uh, I think this is a pretty good stopping point. So, I'll let you go there, but uh, thanks again, Dave, uh, for joining the podcast. Thank you for having me, Seth. In times like these, it's crucial to stay informed. Transport Topics is offering all the information you need to make business decisions in these unprecedented times. And in the wake of the many event cancellations and group gatherings, TT ensures a virtual way to consume business content and conversation. To join the conversation and stay ahead of the news, follow Transport Topics on all social outlets or by visiting ttn.ws forward slash stay informed. Next on Road Signs, we're excited to welcome Lily Chu, Assistant Vice President and Senior Risk Consultant at Transportation Insurance Brokerage Hub International. Thanks for joining the program, Lily. Thanks, Seth. Uh, I appreciate you having me join your podcast and happy to be here. So your company created a, a helpful list of tips for drivers and other frontline workers in the transportation industry uh, so they can really stay safe during this pandemic. You know, a big part of that, of course, is social distancing. You know, obviously, truck drivers uh, don't have the option of working from home. Uh, so what steps can they take to avoid or, or minimize close physical contact with others? Yeah, I guess you could say, um, um, you know, for the most part, uh, at the start of the pandemic, um, 
the emphasis has always been uh, practicing good hand hygiene, and uh, that's where the key source of the spread of the virus starts. Um, and, um, and limiting close contact with others and, and at other high surface areas. So uh, I think, um, you know, for the time being, we've, we've kind of navigated ourselves throughout this uh, pandemic for the most part and uh, keeping up with, uh, you know, the, the basic personal hand hygiene is key uh, as well as, uh, you know, social distancing and physical distancing, which has now become more uh, more part of our regular, you know, um, practices, everyday life, whether it's working, driving, or, or, or being at home. Uh, so some of the tips that drivers can take and and really is at the forefront of their, uh, their daily uh, shift is washing their hands, uh, often with soap and water or any alcohol-based hand sanitizer, uh, um, you know, sneezing and coughing in their sleeves, uh, most importantly, avoid touching their eyes, nose, and mouth. Um, and also, what's most important, and I think what's uh, what's kind of left off of uh, the whole safety measures, is also you know maintaining that self monitoring and making sure you know if you're feeling sick or have any any cold or flu like symptoms, um, it's also to be to be sure and, and to be monitoring that because uh, uh, you you do not want to be working and, and would like to uh, uh, obviously communicate that with your supervisor. And you know we've heard. Uh from uh, several companies uh, over the past few weeks and and months now that uh, drivers at least initially encounter some challenges out on the road with certain public rest areas closing. Uh, Of course, restaurants uh, are are closed or moving to to take out only at this this time. Uh, So that creates some challenges from a route planning perspective. Uh, Just, you know, hey, where do I go to rest, uh, to to eat? Uh, How do I plan that? Uh, what's your advice for drivers who are trying to uh, navigate that challenge? Uh, I think, you know, I, you brought up some really key points in, cert- in terms of uncertainty, change, disruption. And uh, I think for the most part, drivers um, drivers really need uh, to have that support system uh, from their dispatcher, their supervisors, um, and relying on their, you know, quote unquote, lifeline uh, to get them uh, get them down uh, to the next stop that they have. So uh, in terms of what drivers need to do, uh, it's really uh, making sure that companies have that support uh, with communicating any of these changes, uh, planning their routes ahead of time. Um, in my experience uh, during this pandemic, uh, we've worked with a lot of different companies and uh, often companies are actually uh, providing some solutions to, to really help care for their drivers. And uh, knowing the route is one thing, but uh, knowing uh, if there's any limited uh, options for food, uh, we've seen some companies actually prepackage uh, some takeaway food or, or, or full meals for them, uh, just so they they don't have uh, to be in, you know, in, in, a, in a bind uh, when being on the road. So they do have some um, food and some healthy options with them. Um, so in terms of what drivers need to, to you know, kind of keep aware of, it, it's really uh, leaning on their support system with dispatch and supervisors and uh, making sure that they're connecting them with the right proper routes. And, and also that communication is key. So uh, drivers reaching out, uh, there is, you know, things that they've come across uh, in terms of their route or, or know that there's any service areas that 
are uncertain to be open or closed, uh, it's, it's really um, communicating that to their dispatch uh, and their supervisors. Yeah, a lot of coordination uh, on the back office end as well to, to make it easier for drivers. You know, we do hear that uh, certain locations, of course, uh, have, have seen disruption, you know, delays at, at certain shippers and receivers uh, facilities, which is uh, you know, to be expected with this much volatility and this much of a, a shakeup in the supply chain. Uh, but before we uh, leave this topic, I do want to kick it back to you for any other advice you might have for uh, frontline workers like truck drivers. Advice for frontline workers, um, you know, our, our drivers are, are at the forefront of, of this pandemic, um, you know, along with all the other essential workers that are uh, continuing to work uh, during this crisis. And uh, I really think, um, you know, we're entering a, a, a transition period of uh, opening up or loosening um, some of these, uh, these these restrictions. Uh, but what what's most important and what's uh, what is the focus for drivers is is really adhering to the physical safety and, and well being um, that they need to take uh, pride in, and really following uh, the social distancing, physical distancing, uh, the cleaning procedures, uh, the hand hygiene. All of these things combined together. Uh, will help them to really uh, reduce their exposure uh, and staying safe and healthy during this crisis. Um, along with drivers is, is also working with, uh, with their support system, which is dispatch and, and fleet supervisors. So um, combined together, I think companies have really come together to, to really uh, bring safety and communication um, as a focus. And uh, it's really nice to see that happening, especially within the industry. And uh, speaking of uh, fleet managers, uh, what can the, the management set do? What can you know, the, the executives at trucking companies and uh, the leaders of, of trucking companies be doing to, uh, to help protect their drivers. You know, drivers, of course, uh, you know, have an essential job to do and, you know, they're, they're, they can take away some of these tips, but what can uh, fleet executives really do to help support that? I think, you know, it uh, brings up, uh, you know, this crisis does uh, bring about uh, a lot of different things that uh, some companies are doing well and, and some companies aren't, uh, or some companies are actually succeeding in. Uh, but I think it really comes down to the basic pillars of, you know, communication tools, you know, elevating, uh, you know, different uh, options for communication is key. Uh, obviously, you know, the focus is the drivers and uh, making sure that there's that connection uh, in driver engagement uh, with, you know, new directives, new safety precautions, uh, several different ways that we can help support them while they're on the road. Um, I've come across some companies that uh, are actually really taking it to the next level, which is uh, the wellness and the mindset of drivers. Uh, I do know one company that um, is, is focused on uh, wellness and, and um, video recordings that, uh, that are sent out and communicated on a daily basis to make sure that, you know, um, they're coping mentally well with uh, the crisis and, and all the feelings that come about uh, uh, with this uncertainty. So um, one thing is elevating communication tools, uh, focusing on driver uh, engagement and making sure that they feel safe and they have the proper equipment um, and, and support. 
Uh, and also um, keeping up with uh, all the new directives that are happening right now, um, crossing state border lines and, and making sure that uh, there's any uncertainty or any confusion or any unknown uh, that drivers have that support system with their uh, with their company to provide them with the next best steps. Uh, very helpful. I, I think advice for all the fleet managers out there who are uh figure out the best way to, to manage this. You know, of course, uh, trucking is a very fragmented industry, lots of small and medium-sized companies uh, all going through this and, and trying to find the best way to, to keep their drivers safe. Um, I also want to talk about, uh, of course, the uh, the insurance and risk management element of uh, this pandemic. Of course, that's your um, you know core focus at Hub International. Uh, so I want to get your thoughts on you know this big question mark that's out there about uh, how does this play into insurance, uh, issues like workers' comp, uh, any advice that you have for, uh, you know, all the businesses out there? Yeah, I, I guess in terms of insurance, uh, we're always looking at what is the worst case scenario um, and, and being prepared for that uh, worst case scenario. And uh, I think for, for every company right now uh, during this crisis, whether they're operating or whether they're looking to uh, reopen their operations or their business, uh, I really think uh, the worst case scenario would be an actual outbreak of coronavirus uh, within their company and their employees and obviously uh, affecting their drivers. Um, so I think uh Companies really need to, you know, naturally we've, we're, we're wanting to limit the exposure and um, uh, protecting our staff and drivers, uh, but more so it's also protecting our business and our operations. Um, so uh, we've done everything right. We've seen companies really elevate their safety protocols, communication and support with their drivers, uh, but it's also sticking to that and maintaining um, this th these new practices as we continue on with uh, stabilizing and, and uh, kind of maintaining this new normal. Um, so in terms of uh, drivers, uh, they're our focus for, for every company that's uh, operating right now and um, making sure that they're safe and healthy to, to continue on. So I think in terms of uh, risk management and insurance, uh, it's protecting our staff and employees and, and making sure that uh, uh, there isn't... Um, any type of outbreak uh, within the company. And, and I think uh, we're, we're all armed with the right uh, communication, directives, equipment, and, and training that uh, is always instilled within companies. And, and uh, Hub actually really helps uh, our, our clients uh, with uh, putting these practices into place and, and supporting them in their efforts. Got it. Well, we've certainly talked a lot about a lot of different steps that fleets can take. Uh, any other examples of uh, you know mitigation strategies to prevent risk or prevent outbreaks uh, that we haven't discussed yet? Anything else? Uh, any other final tips that you can uh, add that uh, fleets can can write down as an idea? I, I think uh, really it's it's really a coming together and uh, and coming up with new strategies and communication tools and really adapting to these changes. Uh, I, I don't think uh, obviously it's unprecedented times. Uh, there's no written playbook on how to navigate this uh, this this virus. Uh, so it's really paying attention to to what uh, what the company is doing uh, itself, but also paying 
paying attention to what other uh, uh, companies are doing within the industry. And I think um, being innovative and fresh and new and, and really genuinely taking care of our drivers is key. Um, so whether it's, you know, through communication, whether it's through uh, being thoughtful about uh, planning routes or shift changes or, um, you know, taking the extra mile and, and providing a package food for them, um, all these little things um, collectively really help to uh, keep people safe and, and, and uh, ensure that their safety and well-being is, is a priority. Sure. And where can listeners go to, to find some of the resources that you've put together on this? Uh, well, listeners that can actually uh, go on to our hubinternational.com website. Uh, there's a link to our Coronavirus Resource Center, and uh, they can tap into the resources there. And uh, before I let you go, I just want to ask you a kind of a longer term uh, question. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to ask you to, to speculate on how long uh, COVID-19 will be with us, but uh, do you think that some of the health precautions we've been talking about that we've implemented really across our society during this pandemic uh, may stay in place for the, the longer term? Uh, well, so how much of this is going to be temporary and how much is this going to be uh, a new normal? Well, I guess that's that's the burning question for everyone out there right now um, is, you know, how long will this continue? What uh, what will it look like? Uh, I think right now we're, we're really just seeing what it is day by day. Um, it is a global pandemic. Um, so I think uh, as much as we want to look ahead, uh, which, you know, is always great to do to kind of uh, see what what best things we can do to put in place to prevent uh, exposure uh, and risk. Uh, but for the time being, um, my thoughts on this is that uh, it, these these precautions and these protocols we've put in place will be here for quite some time uh, until uh, until there is a vaccine until we you know better understand the virus. Um, so I think really right now it's really important to be vigilant with uh, safety protocols, hand hygiene, um, hand hygiene, uh, and maintaining physical distance. And uh, making sure that, you know, you're listening to that voice in your head and saying, you know, safety is a, is a priority right now. Well, this has all been great advice and, uh, you know, I think very good food for thought for all the companies that are uh, going through this. Uh, so I really appreciate your, your insights, Lily. Um, I think this is a good stopping point, though. So we'll uh, wrap it up there. Uh, thanks again for joining the podcast. Great. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Did you know you can ask Alexa to open transport topics? In just one minute, you will hear the biggest trucking headlines of that day. Be prepared and start your morning off right with transport topics. Before we close, let's take a moment to revisit our original question. How can trucking companies adjust their operations to ensure that essential freight keeps moving while at the same time protecting their workers? As we've heard from our guests, fleets can implement a number of measures to help prevent their drivers and other employees from contracting the virus. Frequent cleaning of truck cabs and surfaces at docks and terminals is becoming a standard procedure. Social distancing in warehouses and at shippers and receivers facilities is another important step. And careful route planning can help ensure that drivers will have access to food and safe places to rest. Meanwhile, many trucking companies' back office employees have been working from home during the pandemic. Technology investments that support business process automation can ease that transition to a work-at-home environment and help ensure that essential freight arrives on time. 
As states begin to ease restrictions and more businesses continue to reopen, many of these safety and cleaning measures established by transportation companies can and should remain in place. In fact, it's likely that some of the steps taken during this pandemic will become a new normal even after we emerge from this crisis. If you've enjoyed this episode of Road Signs, please let others know. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If my questions have sparked questions of your own, share them with me and the Road Signs team. You can email us at share at ttnews.com. We'll read them and respond daily. And of course, we'll be back in two weeks with a fresh episode of Road Signs. Until then, I'm Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.